The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, Sarah Kitchen is on the line. Sarah, you have had, I understand, something of an extraordinary experience and not a good one with Aer Lingus recently in Belfast. Before we get to that, before we get to the airport, you might start by telling our our listeners a little bit about the background to your trip. So this was a trip that we had been planning for over three years. We had uh, planned a, a big holiday to kind of celebrate our our son probably coming on his last holiday with us. Um, and just we had organised the trip to Florida uh, through Virgin Atlantic, a package deal with them. And we had booked everything. Unfortunately, COVID uh, hit. So we were delayed by a year. And during that year, unfortunately, my husband was diagnosed with prostate cancer. It was the year that the children did their GCSEs and A-levels. So it was a very stressful year. Um, But thankfully, my husband got the all clear in the June and we were due to travel at the end of the month with a connecting flight from Belfast to London, which would start us off and then onward from London to Orlando. So this was the the, the big trip, a trip of a lifetime is is what it sounds like. So you, you get to Belfast Airport and the plan is to fly, it's Aer Lingus, right? From Belfast to Heathrow and then onwards to the States, right? That's correct. So these flights had been booked probably nine months prior to us arriving. Um, Just as soon as the flights were released, Virgin booked them on our behalf and we were at the airport well ahead of time. Um, But unfortunately, the queues, even when we arrived very early in the morning, were the full length of the airport. And we later found out that there had been a couple of other flights to London cancelled that day. So I think there was obviously an influx of people who were trying to get to London that day. Okay, so people will remember it it being quite chaotic in the airports in the summer as as things began to reopen Um, Mm post-COVID. I'm sure you thought the queues were going to be the the worst of it. Once you got through them, you'd all get in the flight and off you go. What happens when you get to the flight and you begin the check-in process? So we started to check in and the staff offered to split us into two groups to get us through that process more quickly because the flight was was boarding at that time and was due to leave. So we were at the same desk, but they split it into two members of staff. Um, one group put through myself, my husband and our then three-year-old son and gave us our boarding passes and then said, I'm sorry, we've oversold this flight, we've overbooked it and the two other children will have to get a later flight. So... Obviously, I was in shock and I then said to them, well, what time is the later flight? And they said, it's not until after 12 o'clock. And I said, well, that won't work because our connecting flight onto Orlando um, leaves at 12 o'clock. So we need to be in London by then. And they said, well, there's nothing we can do. We will we will work something out. But um, basically, you have to get on this flight We then asked, could we swap and at least have one adult stay with one child and then the other adult with the other two children? They wouldn't let us do that at all. They said said that we would then be voluntarily giving up our seats on the plane. We would have to book alternative flights ourselves and we would have to book the onward flight to Orlando ourselves. And we already knew at this stage that 
other flights to London had been cancelled, so there was no way we were going yeah. to be able to get booking another flight out to London that afternoon. So we were basically left with no choice but to get on the plane at that stage. Now, at this point, we were really distressed. Mm. We explained the situation about why this was such an important holiday to us um, and were met with no sympathy at all. Um, people in the queue around us said, can you not ask, would people be willing to give up their seats? And they said, it's too late for that. The flight is boarding. We need to leave. So they assured us that they would sort our older children out and we got on the plane. And then we were obviously left where we couldn't communicate to them for an hour while we were in the air. But during that time, we spotted two empty seats on our aircraft, which we were just shocked at and we asked the Aer Lingus staff and they said that's because people can pay for airspace so they can basically book a seat and be guaranteed an empty seat beside them so rather than ask those people to give up that space they had left two empty seats and, and decided it was better to sorry, I, sorry sir. Aer Lingus thought it was okay to leave your two kids at the airport in Belfast and send you off across the Atlantic Ocean, or, well, onto London to cross the Atlantic Ocean, while at the same time allowing people to pay for a bit of extra elbow room. Exactly, exactly. We, 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 were, we were just absolutely shocked when we saw that. And in fact, when Aer Lingus came back to me when I, I complained, um, they said that they reserved the right to, to change people's travelling arrangements. And I said, well, you know, that just makes my point for me. You had the right to change those people's travelling arrangements. You could have said, I'm sorry, we have a need for those two seats now and we will refund you the extra that you paid to have that airspace. But instead, they decided to remove our children from the flight and have to process their onward flight to Orlando I mean, Sarah, themselves. talk about getting treated like a second-class citizen. It really was awful. The worst bit was just not knowing what was going to happen to the children. And then arriving in London, when we were able to turn our phones back on, we found out that they had been put in a taxi on their own to Dublin Airport, where they weren't going to be met by anyone. They had to find their own way to the Aer Lingus desk. They weren't told what flight number they were going to get. They were just told to go and speak to someone at the desk when they reached Dublin so, Airport. So, so, so you put on the flight. Uh, they let the other people on the flight keep their elbow room. They leave. They put you on. They leave your eighteen-year-old and sixteen-year-old in the airport. They said they'll get in the later flight. And then after you take off, it turns out the later flight is actually leaving from Dublin, two hours down the road. Yeah, we had no knowledge of that. We didn't give our consent that they could put them in a taxi and send them to. Obviously, you know, Ireland, but we are Northern Ireland and the Republic. It is a different country. They've sent them down there with no money, no no currency to, to buy food. We hadn't eaten that day. It it, it was just, it, the worst bit of it for me was that they didn't send somebody in Dublin Airport to meet them and, and take them through the process that they needed to do. Because obviously in Dublin, you have that fantastic facility where you can do your customs and everything before you board. So you don't have to do that when you reach America. But they have never been through that on their own before. Um, They had their ESTAs. It it was just all of the different things that 
would stress most adults about travelling to a foreign country and they were just left on their own to, to deal with that. And, and I mean, how then did you cope with all of this? How did you find out all about it when you're in Heathrow waiting to catch the Virgin Atlantic flight? And at what point did you finally find out that, you know, they were also in transit to the States? So at the point when we boarded the plane in London to Orlando with Virgin, we had, at that point, they were still trying to speak to someone from Aer Lingus. They hadn't got boarding passes. They need, knew they needed to get through security and everything else. And we were met with um, absolute sympathy and compassion by the Virgin Atlantic staff, who were just fantastic. They brought a service manager down who um, worked with us throughout the entire flight to make sure that they did everything they could to try and find out what was happening with their children. Mm. And at one point, while we were in the air, the pilot of the Virgin flight came down and spoke to us and said, I have just spoken with the Aer Lingus pilot and your children are sitting in their seats. They are on the plane to Orlando. And at that point, I think that was hmm. the first time I could breathe properly. Um, oh, it must it have been just such some a relief. relief yeah. you know. I'm, I'm yeah. sure, because there'll be people listening and think, why did they get on the flight in London if there was a chance the kids might be left behind? But I assume the kind of the, the awful calculation you had to make is, but if we don't get in the flight in London and they get sent on the flight to the States, then they're going to be in Orlando and we're going to be in London. Exactly, which would have been a, an even worse scenario yeah. for them to be so far away. And we didn't know when we could potentially get another flight out. Um And we had no idea that they would send them to Dublin at all. We just assumed that maybe we we could hang on in London for a while and wait for them. But uh, it was just beyond what I expected could potentially happen. Yeah, well, listen, it's shoddy at, at the, the very best description you could give it of, uh, give of it, uh, Sarah, is shoddy. Uh, we, we reached out to Erlingus for a statement for what it's worth. They say, we sincerely apologise to Sarah and her family for their experience. This is not the level of service we seek to provide at Erlingus. Our ground operations in Belfast City Airport are handled by a third party supplier. We will conduct a thorough investigation into the circumstances of this incident. Our customer care team have been in direct contact with Sarah to arrange compensation. There's so many galling elements to the story. I mean, the one that really stands out for me is that they allowed people to keep their elbow room. The people who paid for an extra bit of space, empty seats around them, and they still wouldn't put uh, uh, Sarah's kids uh, on the flight. Sarah Kitchen, I should say. Sarah, thanks a million for joining us here on the show. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.